0: Alright guys, welcome to episode 125 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Die Hard. We talk about Violent Night, which is clearly not as good as Die Hard. We talk about um, Carol. We talk about Gremlins. uh, Knives Out. We talk about Gremlins 2, whatever the fuck that movie turned out to be. (laughs) Uh, We talk about being in Charlotte for the Knicks Hornets games. And then we uh, end it with some gaming news. Uh, the game awards and a couple game releases but first we'll start with some things we've uh, watched been doing playing um mm-hmm. any of that uh i'll yeah. let you start off on this yeah
1: one. yeah so i have uh i have uh four movies and an album i'll start with uh, i'll do two movies and then we can go back and forth you know from there but i'll start with two movies that are actually kind of similar so um i rewatched, as i usually do every christmas time i rewatched uh die hard um okay. i got the uh between last year and this year oh no i had it last year but between last year and this year, I bought a 4K disc player, but I had it, the 4K disc last year, and I watched it on my PS5, and this year I watched it on the disc player. Um, and it looks great. I think I, I think this kind of movie, um, I don't want to say has its limits in terms of how good it can look, um, but everything that you see in it, it's got that crisp blue sort of look, like 80s film look to it that I think movies now that they don't have, and I think it's a disservice because I think it, it, it gives it that sort of quote-unquote quote, quote, film look. But um, – Overall, you know, the movie's, the movie, you know, it's diehard, right? Like, it's it's the perfect distillation of that kind of, like, trapped in a small location over the course of a night kind of movie. Um, and then it's firing on all cylinders from the moment it starts, you know. Um, I saw a tweet today that was like, you know, the reason it works is because everybody gets a little moment. Everybody gets a little, a little bit, a little bit of characterization, and it makes you care for them, even if they're the bad guys. Or it makes you go, wow, that, that bad guy did this or that, you know um right and so uh yeah i'm sure we talked about die hard one of the last two years that we've done this this uh podcast but um yeah i mean you've seen it right yeah yeah Yeah. absolute
0: Mm -hmm. absolute banger um it's one of it's one of those movies that i can't imagine someone watching and not liking yeah like there are movies that i absolutely love that even when I watched them, like clearly not everybody's gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why the first thing that popped in my head is White Men Can't Jump. Like, it's a basketball movie that, like, I-, I love the dialogue, it's hilarious. It probably fails on some like movie plot stuff, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, but like, I-, I just love that movie. Like, everything about that movie is perfect to me. That is also not a movie I'd recommend to many people. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Die Hard is the exact opposite. I love that movie, yeah, and I feel like carte blanche just fucking uh what's the word i'm looking for uh recommend that movie to anybody <laughs> thank oh, you oh yes absolutely yeah it's like i don't feel like anybody walks away from that movie
1: being like mm, not a big fan no yeah 100 i absolutely agree yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's kind of one of those movies like men in black or um chicken run uh let me think of another one i guess back to the future but that one falls into another category where they're not often in the list of like best movies ever or they're not you know brought up when people go what is this you know this thing that's like the best of the art form but i think they should be because i think it's these movies that are the perfect distillation of what they are like it is that everything is firing on all cylinders there was another movie that i talked about recently where it does that but i guess the matrix but that one's that one does get called up into like great movies right but something like yeah. Die Hard, Men in Black, um, is these movies where everything. I was trying to think
0: of an- another one popped in my head. I don't know if it quite fits in that category, but like maybe the original Transformers because I feel like that one was a huge hit and fucking I'll, just about everybody loved. Yeah, um, it doesn't have any
1: divisiveness
0: to it, really.
1: Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that one—that that was like one of the best movie-going experiences. Um, you know when I went to see it, but you know it's these kind of movies that where it's like the, everything's firing all cylinders, everything's working. If you change anything, it's kind of like uh, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean one, a lightning in a bottle yeah. movie, right? Where it's like everything had to line up perfectly for this to work. You had to get the perfect General claim, You had to get the perfect, you know, Johnny Depp time. You get the perfect, um, uh, you know, Will Smith right before he broke out big, right? timothy Jones at just the right age. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so Die Hard's awesome, and it's kind of one of those movies that because I I, I. I, I got exposed to it early on in age, right? I used to watch it all the time when I was yep. a kid. Not necessarily for Christmas, just to watch it, you know, be on HBO and we would watch it or watch it with my parents. Um, and so you kind of get used to the way the movie moves, the way the movie works. Um, and so then I watched Violent Night co- two days after that. And that's the the, the movie starring David Harbour came out this year where he plays Santa Claus, where he stumbles into this house where these uh, terrorists or these thieves are trying to take over this family's Christmas because they want something. Right. And then he gets trapped there and it's like, uh, oh, man, Santa Claus is John McClane. He's got to figure out how to save these people. But, you know, he's just the guy who's trying to do his job and he has to, you know, fucking John Wick. Although I would say that the movie is more Die Hard than John Wick. Because okay. Santa isn't really like, all right, motherfuckers, let's dance. It's more of like, oh, fuck, man, come on. I'm just trying to do my job kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, And so the movie, Violent Night is fun. But as I'm watching it, you, you immediately, like, you can't help it. But it's not the movie's fault. But you immediately go, holy shit, Die Hard is so fucking good. Because everything that the movie does, <laughs> I don't want to say it does it clumsily, but it just kind of does not as good as that right and so you go holy shit this is what it could be right and i've talked about here before like when we watch the matrix you go wow this is incredible and then you watch other movies try to replicate it or not do do similar things you go wait so what they did was hard holy shit and or it's like you know it's kind of a <laughs> right and so i'm watching violent yeah. night and then there's these little moments it's not a spoiler to say like there's these little moments where the movie tries to you know sort of take santa it brings santa in but t- take him out of the picture right because it needs other things to happen and in die hard whenever john mcclain the cops are like john mcclain just sit tight all right or he you know they're telling him just kind of like lay low for a little while right yeah. when it happens it feels natural Where in violent night santa they're like oh there's santa and he goes oh shit and he runs off and then they don't like follow him and i'm like wait so they just, <laughs> they just let him go and hide but then wait and of course they if they went not followed him, then the movie would end faster and things would, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels more right. propped up than something like Die Hard, where the final, you know, in the final battle in Die Hard, where he's on the roof and he jumps off, it feels like the culmination of his night, right? Whereas here, right. when things in the second half get going, it's kind of like the movie goes, okay, it's time for Santa now. All right, let's do it, right? More than, right, right. it feels more manufactured than natural. And we've talked about it here before many times where, Yes, all movies eventually do, eventually follow format, but it should be like breathing, right? I've, I think I've, I've explained before, like turn the, uh, your brain off kind of movie for me means I shouldn't be thinking that because I'm watching Violet Night, right? It should just flow. Right. Like, you know, we're going to talk about Knives Out here in a little bit. It should just flow. I shouldn't be like, wait, but wait, but so why is he sitting out of this one? Oh, it's because the movie needs him to sit out. Oh, okay, right? Like, you shouldn't be thinking that. You should just, it should be right. like breathing, watching a movie. Um, yeah. And so the movie, I get that a hundred percent. And the movie overall, I think it's fun. I think early on, I, I I put in my Instagram review that early on the movie tries to be two things at once where it tries to be this like, sort of like, do you remember that movie? Um, bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton where he's like the, the drunk Santa and he's like shitting and you, cussing kids out i feel like that
0: movie's great i don't actually know if people love it but i think it's great that's no it is
1: and it's a great movie but you know it's got a very specific tone right it's very right very razor sharp but it it, it's it's exactly the same the whole way through and it's consistent in its tone. whereas this early on it tries to do some of that and some like really violent stuff but then it also tries to do this like broad comedy stuff like adam sandler type stuff like oh no like how can i say like i'm trying to think of an example like like, the terrorists are all named, or the thieves are all named, like, after parts of Christmas. Be like, you know, this is a uh, gingerbread chicken inch. This is Johnson. Br- chicken uh, inch. Okay. That kind of thing. And it's like, and I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be cute? Is it supposed to be, like, make us laugh like an Adam Sandler type thing? Because you just, was just violence <laughs> right. a little minute ago. Right? And yeah, at the beginning, it was a little jarring. I was like, okay. So, like, all right, movie. So, like, what do you want me to laugh at but then in the second half i think it sort of meets in the middle between those two and then once it once the second half gets going it's like okay i know what this is and the rest of the ride um is pretty fun um so um I, it's in theaters now they will there i mean avatar's coming out this weekend so you know if, you, if you're well by the time you listen to this it'll be after christmas time but if you have a chance it won't be christmas anymore but maybe next year check it out um it's definitely one of those <laughs> like you know, I, I as I was as I was walking out, I was like, that could be a movie where like next year it's like the twenty third or the twenty fourth, and my family's like, let's watch something, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to watch fucking Grinch again. Let's watch something a little bit more, <laughs> you know, a little bit more adult, right? And this is what we, right? Seen. It's an hour forty five. You get in, you get some good laughs or okay laughs. You get some okay action, not great, not bad, but just like fine. And then, um, yeah, and and during like a. And it has that sort of like nice Christmas bow thing at the end. Right? It's like, you know what? Oh, okay. Everything we needed was right here in front of us. And that kind of thing. Which is fine, right? <laughs> what you get when you get these Christmas movies, right? Um, but yeah, that's a Violent Night and Die Hard. So Die Hard, of course, is a five out of five. It's, it's not, I would never say it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's definitely one of the greatest action movies ever made. But I think it is a perfect movie because everything about it just works so well. And I, I, you can listen to one of our previous episodes where I'm sure we've talked about Die Hard much longer. Um, oh, yeah. and then, and then you have a Violent Knight, which I think I gave a three, in a, three out of five. So it's like, you know, yeah, that's all right. And yeah. well, not, not anything to seek out. And, uh, exactly. I'm not going to be like, it was Violent Knight 2, right? Like, you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we, Ugh. I wouldn't mind getting it. I think that'd be fun. Um, I think David Harbour does a good job. And, and like I said, the action scenes are fine. They could have been better. I mean, they definitely could have been better, but they're not bad. So. The whole movie's just pretty good. Pretty solid. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, so Violent Night, three out of five. Die Hard, obviously. Uh, as he said, five out of five. Yeah. Um, I will go to a movie that I watched mm-hmm. um, over this break. Uh, and I believe it was actually the last episode we talked about... Um, I'm pretty sure we talked about this being on like my list of things to watch, but like my more urgent part of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I've watched Knives Out. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be something that my wife would like to watch and we, we hadn't sat and watched the movie in a while so I was like well cool, let's watch this um so we watched it mm-hmm. and I thought it was fantastic um I don't think it is uh I feel like uh less uh less high on it but like the same idea is the way we feel about Die Hard. I feel like it is a great version of what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like redefining anything. I don't think it's... I don't think it's trying to say anything. De- you know what I mean? It's just like, this is a great detective movie and enjoy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we get. And super happy with it. I think I'd probably give it... Four and a half. Yeah, probably four and of half. And a five. I, I'd, I'd like to... Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's the... not out of ten for <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> no, I feel the same way. When I came out, it's one of those movies that I think does everything so well, and you come out of it and on such a high, right? You come out like, oh, yeah. like that was that was awesome. Oh, right. and
0: the ending is spectacular, right? It so, like, definitely, if you saw it in a theater, I can only imagine that'd be one of those where you turn into your friends like, what the
1: fuck was that? Like, <laughs> that, that was awesome, right? Dude, that was awesome, dude. Because <laughs> when I came out, and I had just started doing the reviews for I think about two or three months on Instagram when it came out. Let me see yeah but three two or three months and that was the first movie i gave a five five out of five to and i was like whoa like that was awesome Uh like it's like it's like the like instead sort of like the way i gave five out of five to like spider-man when i was like it's like the best of you're gonna get right it's like fun yeah it's a good time and then ever since then i have bumped it down to a four and a half out of five um yeah because i have like a little spreadsheet where i can like you know i keep track of all of them kind of it helps me go like okay but if that movie was a two and a half now it's a three then maybe this one's more like a three and a half right And so ever since then, I have another column where it's like, you know, over time, my opinion might change about a movie. It might get better in my mind. It might get worse, like my opinion about it. Um, And that's one where I would, yeah, I dropped it down to exactly what you said, which is like a four and a half out of five.
0: Yeah, I think it's incredible. There's. All right. So here's here's the thing. I thought it was incredible. i recommended it to a guy at work. Mm hmm. And he gave it a 5 out of 10. And I was like, out of your mind. And he was... Now, listen, listen. I he, He's wrong. Straight up wrong. Mm-hmm. But his point, and I thought it was... This is a point that I think is not great. Like, But I could see why someone would end up feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Like, But he was like, the first 30 minutes of it do not matter. Like, him behind the two officers, you know, they're talking. He's flipping the coin. And, like... I guess they're not integral to the investigation, necessarily. Because um, ultimately, I don't feel like a lot of those things key them in on much. But like if nothing else, it just sets up characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it yeah. gives us a little bit of... So like I feel like it's important. I didn't feel like it drug at all. No. But this guy obviously did, some i like, I guess. You know what I mean? So, yeah,
1: No, I, I think it gives you a, 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 a look into... The rest of the family, right? And, like, how they interact right. and stuff. I think in those minutes, isn't that when Tony Collette's And character... also,
0: you see... You see, uh... What's his name? Benoit Blanc? Yeah. You see his, like... Uh, the way he thinks, right? Mm-hmm. You see, like, how he's deducing mm-hmm. thing to thing. Um, like that. Um, so, yeah. I, I Like you said, it gives a look to the family. I mean, like... The other thing is, without all of that, right you Have no idea why the rest of the movie would take place because that sets up the um minor spoiler the changing of the the document, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like without any of that info, you'd be like, Why did he do that? Right, exactly. um, yeah. where with that info, you're like, Oh, it all makes sense, and then you know, like you said, you start to piece everything together, yeah. Um, and I
1: love that you know, in the little interactions with the family, you get like little bits into how they think and how they are, like Tony Collect's character. She says, she looks at Benoit Blanc and she says, You know, I read I was like, a tweet about fuck? that article about you, right?
0: <laughs> right. And then, like, all, I can't remember if it was her or Linda. It might have been both at the very beginning, but he, like, flips the coin and they're like, Excuse me, who the fuck are you? Because <laughs> like, he's just sitting in the back of the shadows. Mm-hmm. And she, they, like, look at the officers and point at him. They're like, What the fuck's he doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's great. That's one thing. I mean, not to get too deep into Knives Out specifically. I, I don't know why, but I thought there was they were going to come back to the coin toss and the piano uh, mm-hmm. key that he plays. Because um, it seems like he's doing it for a reason. And maybe somewhere somebody somewhere has keyed in on it, but I do not know. And the movie doesn't seem to explicitly tell. But um, either way, Anna de Armas is great. Um, Daniel Craig is great. Uh Chris Evans is is great. Um I think those are the standouts. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is fine, the other people are fine, Tony Collette's fine, but I don't think they I don't think I don't think uh I'm gonna say they were overcast. Is that not overcast as in like other people overshadowed them, but I mean like I don't know, like I you could have gotten lesser people to play the role play those roles mm-hmm. and probably not mm-hmm. got a
1: drastically different performance, but, I mean, they still all did fine. Yeah. Um, um, I Um. know. I agree. I agree. And I think, um, well, t- two things. One, uh, the, the old man, the one that, well, the, the one that's murdered, he's the guy that won the Oscar for the movie that Nick Nolte was nominated for, for Warrior, when we were talking about last week. He's the one that won wait. that Supporting Actor Award.
0: So that's that's
1: Christopher Plummer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and he's back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did to not back know. Back back weeks. Um, and then, um, <laughs> two, yeah, Anna Darmus. This wasn't the first time I'd seen her. I saw her in Blade Runner 2049. And she was like a, she's a very, very small part in that. And she's kind of like a little scene stealer. And she's, I would, say, I would say, maybe the most vibrant part of that movie. Very stiff movie. Very, like, you know, stiff upper lip movie. Yeah. And she's kind of this vibrant part of it um but this was the first one where I saw her and I was like okay I get it like she she's like legitimately great and I think this was the movie that sort of made her into anadorous like the one that we know now right where you see in a movie you're like ooh kind of like a like a wolf of wall Street for Margot Robbie kind of performance right the the wild thing to me now that I'm looking
0: at it is she does i guess it's not really wild because there's all sorts of actors and actresses like this but in this movie, I did not she's thirty years old when this movie came out. I did not it did not register as being thirty. No, I don't think see, her character is supposed or to be like thirty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean she like I said, she did great. Um I think she I think she does like a very like um I think her character is like pretty solid. It doesn't it doesn't oversell or undersell like panic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's not I don't think she's like freaking the fuck out when she's not supposed to be or vice versa. Right, right. Um, I think it's
1: a good level of like quiet calm, like holy shit, holy shit like when they're outside and I think she sees like like the dog sees like a sniffs like a trail or something and then when yeah. you know, when she pukes when she can't tell a lie and that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, also the the fucking uh I don't know why this part killed me specifically, and then knowing the ending, it kills me more. Um, but like when they're they're walking uh, through the yard, and they get to the mud, um, she's like, uh, and just like fucking like speeds ahead and like shuffles all through it to uh, <laughs> uh, get rid of the tracks, right? Yeah. And and the part that killed like, and then Benoit blocks like no, he like tells her to come back, and she's like, oh, okay, and she turns around and shuffles back through him, and he's like. Uh. All right. And so, like, the thing that makes it funnier to me, this is a, a major spoiler, so skip ahead 15 seconds, but because he knows that she was involved... Mm-hmm. Um, by the speck of blood on the shoe that means that he knew what she was doing like like it was super obvious to him and he was just like the moment she shuffled through him the second time he's like man what the fuck
1: like like i still could have used those Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i like i love that the movie going into it because you know it's like um you know sherlock holmes murder mystery right you think that you're going to be with him the whole time right and at first you right. are and then right when there's a flashback when you realize that she was the one who did it, i think either right around there or right before it changes entirely to her perspective and then he sort of becomes yeah. the i don't want to say antagonist but you, you you don't want him to find out right even though right, he's right. the guy he's... that you want to find out who did it right exactly
0: it's weird he's um man i'm i'm <sighs> The answer I was gonna come up with is not. It still it still makes it sound like the antagonist, but to me he is he's the foil. Anna de Armis is like the main character running towards you on the screen, and Benoit Blanc is the boulder rolling behind her. Which is that it's it, he feels like um, not so much as like a direct villain to the character, but just an inevitability. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, he feels yep. like. He's not trying to get her specifically, it doesn't seem. It just seems like he's just trying to figure it out. And, like, unfortunately, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like I said, it just feels like an inevitability running towards you. Like, uh, I hope it doesn't crush her. Like right, exactly.
1: No, nope. hmm mm-hmm. The Rock's not
0: trying to crush her. The Rock's just rolling where it's going to roll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, I love, I fucking... I don't know if I've seen any other Ryan Johnson movies. I don't know if his dialogue is always like, I don't know what it's like. Um, like, you know, you hear Tarantino dialogue, you know it immediately. Um, but the fucking, and I don't know if this is taken from something, but the flourish of the language where Benoit Blanc is explaining his technique Mm -hmm. where he's like, I don't, he's like, "I, I don't try and figure shit out. I just look at what we have and I just wait for the next piece to fall into place. You know, like, mm. I position myself, like, it's like he doesn't try and figure out who, who did it, right? He's just like, well, if this is the case and this is the case, then we should be looking for medicine. So let's just wait and see where the medicine turns up. You know what I mean? Right. And he's like, the, but obviously didn't do it justice, but like the way he describes it, it just killed me. Mm. Um, no, yeah, you know, his like, dialogue great is always, really... I was like, oh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, his dialogue is always really great. It's great in Looper. Um, and Glass Onion, which comes out in a weekend. Oh, sometime. I have seen Looper. I saw that forever ago, so I don't remember much about it. Mm. But I have seen it. Yeah, so that big um, yeah, that, that. And of course, The Last Jedi. He did The Last Jedi. And, and there's a lot of great scenes that I love just based on dialogue and just the way that people describe things. Um, this, I mentioned before the scene with Yoda and Luke Skywalker is like one of my favorite scenes in the series. Um, and it's, it's not... His dialogue isn't... It's not like talky, right? Like, it's not... It's not like, like you said, like Quentin Tarantino or Aaron Sorkin. It, it's 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 kind of like how I was describing, um, the dialogue in the Banshees of uh, uh, Inishirin. where I was like, you know, it's uh, it's it's flowery, but it's it's very exact, right? It's very good, right? Gameplay, but it's like it's like it's it's it, it, it's it's not razor sharp, but it's not like a like a hammer. It's it's something else, right? Where it doesn't the, I, fuck around. This is
0: this might be this might be a bad. Uh, assumption but i i'm gonna attribute part of it to time period Mm -hmm. um i don't this is stupid i i take this back immediately after it leaves my mouth but like the same way that um it's difficult for you and i well maybe not you but it's more difficult for you and i to read um, but like Shakespeare, right? Like it, it, that's just because of the time period, but I have to imagine in the time that it was done, it was probably the same idea. Like it was all very specific, very exact, but like flowery use of language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little convoluted to read now because, you know, years and years and years have gone by and language changes, but, um, the same idea. Cause like, uh, even when I think of Shakespeare, like a lot of the long monologues and soliloquies are like very specific and, and very you come away from them with the exact feeling that that character has right. there's no confusion right like there's no i don't know how this character feels and uh, you know that so it's like exact but it is um very graceful versus like something like tarantino being a gunfight right you right. Know? <laughs> like, like people are shooting the lines back and forth at each other right and it's great yeah. but it's
1: different Exactly. Yeah, um, I agree.
0: But I agree. But Knives Out, um, and it, like I said, four out of five. I think it's all that my coworker, I think, is out of his mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome because like, then, murder mysteries.
1: you know, during your break, you can, um, you know, you, you will have already seen Knives Out and you have some time to sort of digest it and mold it over and then you can get um, Glass Onion right then and there.
0: Yep. That's awesome. Yep, I'm super excited for, for Glass Onion for sure. At some point, I'm going to watch Banshees of Innisfieran. Yeah,
1: because that just got added to. Um, what's it called? Um, wait, hold on, Tyler, you muted? Sure did. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> no, wait, what were you saying? You said you, you're going to try and watch uh, the Banshees of Innisfieran? Yeah, I'm going to try and watch Banshees of Um
0: which I. Th- Thoughts, I remember reading it came out on HBO Max mm-hmm. on the 15th, which yeah. would be
1: tomorrow, but... Oh, it. it was on okay, um, so. last night. Sydney rewatched it last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, alright, cool. So, it's on. So, okay. uh, my, uh, my father
0: and I will probably watch that nice, uh, nice. for sure. But yeah, um, nods out, definitely go watch it if that... Uh, this is another one, um, like I said, not quite as severe as... Um, not quite as strong as Die Hard, mm-hmm. but... I, other than apparently my coworker who wasn't crazy about it, mm-hmm. I would find it hard to believe that somebody would watch this movie and be like, meh. like I feel like it's got, it is generic enough while still being pointed, um, that it, it's good." Yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about next? Yeah, what yeah. watched? I got uh, two more Christmas movies. One that I hadn't seen. One that I used to watch since I was a kid. I'll start with the one I hadn't seen, and it's a Carol. Okay. It's uh, starring Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. And um, it's just a quiet, nice, quiet drama. Um, it's it's uh, about two women in the 50s who are, I guess, closeted lesbians. Or, or maybe, maybe they're just queer. I, I don't know. But they fall in love with each other. And it's about them sort of being like, well, fuck, we can't be together. It's 1950 whatever. Like, we literally can't do any of it. And it's just them <laughs> sort of um, figuring out how to be with each other in the 1950s. Um, but it t- okay. mostly takes place during Christmas time. Um, and that's why Sydney uh, and I have watched it. I don't think either one of us had seen it. But uh, yeah, we both liked it. it. It's definitely like when people think like Oscar drama, like it's that, like it's just nice. It, it's quiet. Um, it's like basically just two performances. And it's like, if, if, you, if those don't nail it, then they're not gonna, the movie's not gonna work, but both of them do nail it. Um, and it is pretty great. Um, so if, you, if you're looking just for nice, you know, if you don't want Die Hard or Violent Night, or my next movie gremlins as a christmas movie you want something maybe a little bit more like hey i want a, like an adult drama that's christmas related then i think uh carols is a uh, pretty great and it was nominated for a bunch of oscars uh seven years ago like best actress act uh, of supporting actress Best picture i don't think it won any of them um but it's still pretty uh pretty fantastic and so that's a uh, that's carol and then the other movie i watched uh was gremlins um have you ever seen gremlins
0: I actually have not. Um, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've Mm -hmm. never sat down and watched the movie Gremlins, is the way I would describe uh, my experience with that
1: movie. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid, and I hadn't seen it in a long, long time, like from start to finish, like as an adult. Um, But, oh, a little side thing. Every time I think about the movie, or 50% of the time I hear the the, the word, I think about the line from the Lil Wayne uh, freestyle, you know, and when I was five, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. I don't know what he says. I, I do not know that. <laughs> I think it's um, <laughs> the sky is the limit. You remember that one? The sky okay. is the limit. And when that was five, yeah. my favorite movie was the Gremlins, and I feel. Was- <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> but um, and so, um, so the story of Gremlins is a kid gets a well. So this is a part that I will mention. But a kid gets, um, this creature from his dad as a Christmas present. That has three rules. It's like this sort of like, it's like an animal, but it's like a, like a, it's like a fantasy creature, right? It's like, it looks like a little Furby and it has three rules. You know, you can't get it wet. You can't feed it after midnight and you can't hit it with sunlight because it kills it. And so basically he gets it wet and then that means it multiplies and it pops out these other five ones. And then those are evil. And then they eat after midnight and it become these like goblin green... Like clawed. Everybody's seen the Gremlins. The Gremlin look, right. right? And so then they multiply and they take over a whole town and like wreak havoc and so. And so, um, the movie is it's like a nice, fun, you know, Christmas time classic, right? But I think what I noticed rewatching it is just it it's awesome. Or I think this is what's great about rewatching movies that you hadn't seen in a long, long time is you notice stuff that you hadn't even thought about. Um, Mm -hmm. so growing up, the kid always made sense why he's like, uh, um, it's Billy. He's like, oh, he's Billy. He's got the Gremlins. But then watching it, I'm like, wait, so he's an adult because he's got a girlfriend and he can drink and he's got a job at the bank. But then his dad gets him like a pet for a Christmas present, which is kind of weird. He like (laughs) lives with his parents. And then his only friend that he has in the movie is Corey Feldman, who's like a teenager, or like a preteen. So I'm like, wait, so he's like. He's at least Sydney was like he's at least 21 because he we see him drinking beer, and then but his dad talks to him like he's like a little teenager, and then the only kid that we see him in, in like is like a teenager kid, but then he's like still in high school kind of because we see him hanging around the high school <laughs> a bunch. So it's like one of those things where it's like clearly they didn't quite know what age to make him, and they were just like, just get like a guy and then we'll just make him do everything <laughs> right. And so it's the one of those things I never had noticed before. We're going to make it ambiguous. <laughs> right. Because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, that's just a, he's just a, a grown up, right? He's just like a high school right. grown up, right? But then rewatching, I'm like, as I'm, you know, almost 30, I'm like, so how old is this guy, right? Like, we you know, like, <laughs> who, who are, are you like weird? And like, that's why you don't have any like adult friends. <laughs> like, and so, so that's interesting. And so the, and then the other part that I thought was really interesting is that it's, it's very, noticeable that something happened about halfway through the movie where they got some notes about something or they realized something vital about the gremlins. Because what I mean by that is that. So the first. Did half, you retweet this? Yes, I think so. I, I wrote it. Yeah. And I, was like, yeah, <laughs> I think I sense. saw it. If about- yeah. So the first half of the movie and like growing up, they were always scary to me. But then in the back half of the movie, they're they sort of more like mischievous, right? Like little, like, right. like little, like, like, um, they, like, cut the, the traffic lights in. And all the lights turn green and they, like, laugh because all the cars crash. You're like little devils, right? And, mm-hmm. but it, it hadn't noticed that until now, this really latest rewatch, is that, so the first half of the movie, it's, like, in his house. And then, they be, you know, they eat after midnight and they become these horrific, like, green, gooey cocoons. And the music is creepy and they're, like, making these sounds, like, Aah! right yeah and so then the kid goes away because he has to go i forget what he has to do and he leaves his mom at home with them and then they hatch while his mom is there and she's like making cookies and then they they hatch and she's like oh my god and it's this great horror set piece where they're in the kitchen and she like you see the you see them for the first time and he's like horrifying he like looks around and then she like kills one and stabs it and then another one starts throwing dishes at her and he like she like pushes it into the microwave and like cooks it alive in there and then another one like yep. hides in a christmas tree and like jumps on the christmas tree and is like clawing at her and scratching her up and the kid comes in and cuts the head off with like one of these pr- uh, swords that hang up on the wall and you see the you, you see the head of the gremlin like on the fireplace and he's like ah, right and it's yeah. like legitimately a great horror movie and then the main one escapes and then falls into the pool at the YMCA and that's when they multiply and you get thousands of them. But literally, dude, like, from then on, it is jarring how different the gremlins are from those first five. And so it is, like, that tweet said, it, he must have, the director must have been, either somebody must have been like, whoa, 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 man. hey, we're making a kids movie here, okay? You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you, they might because they said that they filmed all the puppets, like, all the, uh, uh, gremlin stuff like in in in, in um, chronological order so somebody must have seen the dailies and been like dude that kitchen uh-huh. scene is fucking terrifying we need you to rein <laughs> it back in pull it back in is this gremlins or is this friday the 13th exactly. my guy because yeah, it is it's a great horror sequence dude it is awesome like i was watching it with sydney and watching it then i'm like this place is like fucking gangbusters like it is creepy it is gory like when, he, when she throws it in the microwave and hits you know puts like 10 minutes or whatever he's like clawing at the at the glass and then all of a sudden his head just goes and just like splatters like like a thing from the thing right but then after that scene you know they start you know being mischievous and breaking shit around the town and then there's a sequence where (coughs) excuse me they're at a bar like tens of dozens of them and then they're like doing these like wacky hijinks like one of them is like excuse me (coughs) Laying down under like a beer tab and like drinking beer, and his belly's getting inflated like a balloon. And then one of them is like, you <laughs> know, they're playing poker, and then one of them is like, they're stuff, you know, playing with like a little puppet and stuff. And it's like a 180 from the previous scenes. And I'd never noticed <laughs> that before. I really hadn't. I just, it, to me, the gremlins were the same throughout the whole movie. And then watching it this time, I told Sydney after the movie, I was like, it's. I, I was like, it's weird, right? Like, why would they, like, is it very different? Like that first scene in the kitchen is really creepy. And then they become like really goofy. And then I saw that tweet a couple of days <laughs> later and I was like, I fucking knew it. Like it is a one eighty in terms of how different the gremlins are. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I think it's so um, interesting how just you watching a movie changes after you watch it, you know, even if I, I, I'm sure I was in high school, maybe last time I watched it all the way through. Definitely not. I wasn't definitely 18. So, you know, in the last 12 years, it's interesting how you go oh, I'm the same, you know, I can understand movies the same. And then you watch something again and you're like, whoa, man, that's completely different than when I remember or like, whoa, I never noticed that before. Like the kid's age. Right. So, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's, it's always fun to, especially a movie that you used to watch all the time when you were a kid. Right. Um, so uh but yeah gremlins it's still fun um still a nice like it, it it holds up for the most part um it's a very 80s movie i think um but yeah if you have kids um <laughs> skip that one scene <laughs> no because it's a great scene because i remember watching it when i was a kid and mom being like no look now they're goofy and i was like oh she's right they are goofy right when they're at the <laughs> <laughs> Um, First, they were murderous, and now they're goofy. Now they're funny. Now they're, like, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and, and, you know, uh, playing poker with each other and, you know, doing little plays and stuff. and um So maybe, I don't know, like, maybe nine years old, maybe, would be like... Yeah, when, I guess, so yeah, like sorry. Like I meant, like, 10. in
0: my head, I'm thinking of my four-year-old. I, I'm not going to Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> They'd be like, what the fuck? Because, because
1: <laughs> those grandma... Oh, dude. And then, like, so spoilers for a 40 year old movie at the end the final gremlin the they call him stripe because he's got like this little stripe of hair around the top of his head it looks like a mohawk and at the end um i'll send you this i'll show you on youtube after the recording but at the end he's about to go into a fountain and restart the whole thing over and because they're in like this um department store like sort of like a lowe's mixed with a walmart and at the end, he's like, I'm going to do it. And he's got a gun. He's got, like, a handgun. And he's shooting at the protagonist. He's like, try to stop me, Billy. Um, and then he's on the fountain. And he puts his finger in it. And, he's you know, it starts bubbling. And he's like, I'm going to multiply. And then the little gizmo, the good gremlin, you know, the, the 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 Furby-looking one, he, like, opens the blinds and, like, the sun pours in. And, dude, the main gremlin starts, like, melting in, like, the most horrifying, like, gross way. He's like, <laughs> like he's like his eyes turn white and he starts like bubbling and stuff and so i'm watching this and i'm like yeah like not not for kids not for like little kids like this is no my man
0: my man did that scene he like fucking rubbed his hands together like he was bird man he was like kids movie done
1: <laughs> <And> He's like <laughs> uh, it. let me see uh, yeah like he like i it, it it's it's gross um and i told cindy i was like well this is like a a kids' movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, Let's see if I, can find uh, one. I always. Th- oh,
0: sorry. Go. Ahead. I think. I think part of that is is kind of my, the reason I've never watched it is because, like, I. I've never watched the movie all the way through. But my dissonance is that I actually remember the senior talking about with the woman in the kitchen, and in my head, I'm like horror movie. But I feel like everybody talks about the Gremlins like it's this fun, happy-go-lucky movie. And I'm all... Like, I, I feel like I just have this mental fucking block where I'm like, but uh, wait a minute. Like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody like, I feel like, like I remember being terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, also, uh, only barely related here, but I was looking up The Little Wayne line. Um, it, it's, uh, when I was five, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. Ain't got shit to do with this, just thought that I should mention. it. <laughs> and... <laughs> My favorite part of this uh, discovery, because I think I think you're right. I think it is. I, I can't remember what song, but now that I said it, I think I've heard of it. But uh, the way I found this line was I googled it, and it showed up under the subreddit "Shitty Rat Blair. <laughs> 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 Seven years ago, someone posted this in there. You got thirty-nine upvotes.
1: Oh. I like it because it's just like <laughs> when he's like he's like I just wanted to mention this here I just texted you a, a, a gif of stripe melting and like I remember watching this as a kid and being like it's like one of those where like if it would have gone just like uh, like two hairs more I would have just run up to the TV and turned it off because I would have been like this is <laughs> yo
0: much. this is awful bro <laughs> yeah
1: this is terrible bro he's like, what the melting? fuck is this yeah yeah and he's like Shh. he's like and, and like during it I'll send you the YouTube video after during it you just hear Rrr and like the yeah. most horrifying gurgling sounds. so
0: that's tight bro that's a great kids movie right so yeah, so not,
1: not like, for like little kids. And it's interesting so I, I, I looked up the wikipedia page because sydney was like was it successful and i was like it was fucking huge like it was like the second or third <laughs> highest grossing movie of that year it was like uh i believe it was like it's like beverly hills cop ghostbusters um one more movie and then um in, oh, Indi- an Indiana Jones movie, and then Gremlins was the number four biggest movie after those. So I was like, oh, it was fucking huge. And and its budget was only $11 million, so Yeah. <laughs> you and that? you can definitely yeah. tell, you know, it, it's not the most, uh, yeah. like, you know, the puppets aren't, like, amazing. They're fine. And also, it led to the creation, well, this and in the Indiana Jones movie led to the creation of the PG-13 rating. Okay. All right. So my thing was
0: is I was literally about to say I was like this should be PG thirteen, right? And I looked at it it was PG, and I was like, I've never just so it's it's PG horror fantasy. I was like I don't feel like I've ever heard of a PG horror movie. So apparently this is the reason why they made PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. This in Temple of Doom, parents were like, um, maybe we shouldn't be showing this to kids. Yeah, the PG
0: movie with a gremlin holding a gun. <laughs> oh, did
1: it. Did it. <laughs> He's like Phew. there's also a little gremlin. There's a girl's working the bar. She's like the main protagonist and they're all like screaming at her like service beer and she's like okay, okay. And then she turns the corner and behind the bar, looks down and there's a little uh, gremlin wearing a trench coat and he flashes her and he goes and he, like screams and you just go um <laughs> Okay, and Sydney was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I was like, "I don't know." Okay? I, <laughs> you're like, "You're like E Eve for everyone," is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think, anybody
0: could watch this. Who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah, it oh, was. God. Here, I just I'm gonna send you the GIF of that one because it's like because she turns around <laughs> and it's a protagonist and she goes, she looks, she goes, looks down, and she goes, ah! and she screams, and then you see what she sees, and it's a fucking gremlin like flashing, or they don't have genitalia, but he, you go. Like okay, so why was that in the movie, right? Like, <laughs> hey, Michael Bay, he was like, look, I want. <laughs> he, he was like, I want these Gremlins fucking, bro. Yeah. I need. There is a great dude, and then so I told Sydney, I was like, that was pretty crazy, right? She's like, yeah, that was wild. Like, why? You know, that was that was fun. It was a nice fun time, and I was like, okay, so, but so, in terms of craziness, that's probably like three out of ten, two out of ten. I was like, there is a sequel. Called Gremlins 2, Colon, the New Batch. That is insane. And it is so nuts that Key and Peel actually made a skit about it, about how fucking nuts it is. If I were to try to explain to you what it is, you it would just take forever. So <laughs> I won't. Alright. But I'll show you, I'll send you the the, the Key and Peel skit afterward. Um fuck it, I'll do it real quick. So the kid goes to work at a big corporation in New York city They have a giant skyscraper. And it's kind of like a Pfizer. It's like a paramilitary, like Pfizer mixed with Lockheed Martin mixed with like pharmaceuticals mixed with a Fox news, like TV company. It's all in one big building and they get okay. a hold of the gremlins and they multiply in the building. And then there is, um, a level that's like R and D like research. And, the gremlins get in there and they start injecting themselves with all these different kinds of things. And then they become different types of gremlins. So there's a gremlin okay. that like becomes a bat. And then there's like a gremlin that becomes like a lady gremlin. And then there's like a gremlin that becomes like electricity and a spider gremlin and stuff. And then there's like a dumb oh, one. Okay. So, <laughs> and then at one point they break the fourth wall and they like, it's you're watching the movie and they like break through the projector. And then it cuts to, Hulk Hogan in the audience of the movie that you're watching, being like, "You listen here, you gremlins! You better put the movie back on. or I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna kick your ass." And the gremlins uh, put the movie back uh, on. That you're watching. It's um, uh, okay. <laughs> <what the laughs> right? fuck? yeah, dude. And then there's like a brainy. One of them. One of the gremlins takes like a brain serum, and he goes, uh, "I'd like to talk about what's going on here today because I do think that it's worth examining what's going on." And he starts like fucking Stewie. It's okay, dude, dude. yes, dude.
0: <laughs> All right, so I, God, so over the
1: Christmas I gotta watch Gremlins and Gremlins Two is what you're telling me, <laughs> yeah. I, dude. Um, I don't, I don't know about Gremlins One because <laughs> I think I just <laughs> summarized well, but if you could, okay. do Gremlins Two is it, it, it it's it's weird. It is bizarre. It is, it is, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, that doesn't feel like Gremlins, two, you know, like one, right? Um, yeah, but it's all right. Um,
0: I looked, I typed in Gremlins too, and then hit images on Google. This shit's wild, bro. <laughs> I see the lady Gremlin. Yeah. I see a Gremlin wearing a, I heart New York shirt. I see one in like a business suit. It yeah, was like little glasses. Gonna... Yes. <laughs> i'm assuming that's the one that the gets brainiac. the brain yeah yeah all right this shit's wild bro yes.
1: yeah I'll, I'll so i'll send you those two things well I, was, I you've seen the death of stripe you don't need to see that one but i'll send you the key and peel one afterwards because it is very funny and it also like what looking back i told sydney i was like well we'll get a chance to watch gremlins 2 another day um not during christmas time but we'll find out <laughs> because it is it's fucking oh it's such a weird movie and so, for example, it, it just weird shit happens in it. Like, at one point, there's a bat um, gremlin, because he injects himself with like bat things, right? Bat serum? Yeah, okay. like bat, it, 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 yeah and he grows <laughs> wings. And he like he's like, and then the, the, the brainiac gremlin is like, go out to my, my, my faithful, uh, you know, com- compatriot, go and observe and explore the world. And he, like, flies and bursts through the wall. And when he busts through the wall, the silhouette it leaves is the fucking Batman logo. <laughs> okay, what the fuck, bro? Dude, yeah, Gremlins 2 is fucking weird. But anyway, so anyway, to wrap everything up, Gremlins is a fun time. It's a Christmas movie. It's very basic. Um, and if you have a chance to watch it, I think it's it's worth it. I think um, if you have, you know, teens or, you know, older kids, um, I think it's... it's It holds up and it's, it's one of those like, you know, like the Christmas story or uh, those classic Christmas movies where like, you just got to watch it and it might not hold up all the way, but you go, I get it. Like, this makes sense. I can see why this became like a thing. Right. So, all right.
0: Gremlins, man. Nah, fuck. All right. Well, I'm not, I, I probably won't watch Gremlins too i'm gonna
1: watch this key and spill yeah you know, i was gonna key say spill, yeah Skit we've talked about too. yeah we've talked about so many um uh fucking um movies and stuff and you know we you we ran down your list next, last week I, I don't think it's worth putting it on there just because there's so much other stuff that i think you should watch ahead of it but i do think yeah. it's worth knowing about it because i think it, it's
0: you don't think it should be at the top of my list ever you don't think gremlins Two should be must watch tv for for me
1: in the year 2022 <sighs> <laughs> just because dude like you know these days if if a movie gets a sequel a successful movie gets a sequel they usually play it pretty safe right they go right. wonder woman 2 they go spider-man 2 they go you know i am right they go we'll get back the cast we'll change maybe a couple of little things and then we'll make a sequel right even if it's a um an animated movie like a family movie right like frozen Right, they made Frozen Two. Frozen right. One was huge. They made Frozen Two, made a lot of money. But it's it plays it safe, right? It's like, oh, you know, it, it's it's you know, this town, this uh, foreign uh, power is taking over, and you got to use your ice powers. Same. This is one where I just commend it because the movie could have easily just done Christmas again, or it could have done a different holiday again, and just done the same town yeah. hijinks. And it chose to go a completely different way, and I commend it all, so much. All
0: fucking bonkers! Yeah,
1: it went full bonkers and i 1000% go you know what that's fucking awesome man because you <laughs> you made a huge movie Steven Spielberg said hey we want to make a sequel and you as the director went all right i'll give you a fucking sequel here you go you know <laughs> and and the, the balls to to do just weird bizarre shit like that is
0: really cool bro you know so Steven Spielberg was like i want a sequel and then he saw that and he was like well, oh, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> like, one thousand percent. Like now. you know, he's, he's, he's like, he was Joe, like, "What hey. the fuck, man!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> dog, I just wanted more of the first one. He exactly. was like, "That's not what you got, big dog." Right. <laughs> and I think it's very cool that he went in there. Joe Dante was like, "You know what? No, I don't want to just make another one of the same." Right. And and he he he's sort of like a Sam Raimi type character. Like you know, he used to make these low budget horror like schlocky movies. And so, for him to go like go up to the studio and be like, "Actually, I don't want just 11 million. I want 40 million. And I want you to just back the fuck up and let me off and let me make the movie that I want to make." And then they actually did it, and he made this weird
0: thing wildly, wildly less successful based on the numbers I'm looking
1: cool. at. Wildly less successful, and just I would say for most people, like if you if you were going to go take your kids to see the sequel after seeing the first one because you thought it's be more of the same. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. If it weren't for the fact that gremlins are very obviously gremlins, I feel like you'd be like, Am I in the right movie? <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, it's,
1: it's, Steven Spielberg was like, Did you get approved to put the Batman logo on? <laughs> yeah, there's like a little bit. I don't know if you saw the Wikipedia page. It says, You know, it's a less violent but more campy version, playing tributes to movies, The Wizard of Oz there's a Donald Trump parody. It takes on TV news. Um, it's, it's, Oh, Rambo Phantom they, of the Opera. They do, okay. Yeah. Dude, they do a Rambo. There's a great, there's a Rambo thing where Gizmo, the little Furby <laughs> one tries to save his friends and he takes on like the full, like Rambo and he, like, ties a thing on his head and he's got like the arch and Jesus the bow. Christ. It's yeah, dude, it's, it's weird.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Holy shit! All right, but yes, yeah, so that's Gremlins, um, and uh, by extension, Gremlins too. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll finish up with the the only other notable thing that I watched uh, this past weekend, which was um, I watched the Hornets play the Knicks at Charlotte. Oh yeah, how was it? Um, it was really good. Um, had really solid seats. Knicks fucking stomped uh, the Hornets. I think, I think the final score is we won by like nineteen, maybe. Um, but yeah, won by nineteen, but it was worse than that. I feel like, like I feel, uh, at one point the lead was like thirty. You know what I mean? And the best they could do was bring it to nineteen for mm-hmm. it and before the game was over. But uh, man, some some notable things. Lamelo Ball did not play; had an ankle injury. Mm. Um, but, I forgot Terry Rozier was on the uh, the Hornets, so he was another decent player on the Hornets to actually watch. That Kelly Oubre he was probably their best player that night. Um, uh, the Knicks, man... Alright, so the weirdest thing for me, having... This is the first time I've ever seen an NBA game live, is... I don't know how to describe this to anybody. So, like, I'm going to try and do my best here. So, the the jump from... I'm talking purely numbers here. The jump from one to two should be more significant than the jump from two to three, right? Because one to two is double two to three is one and a half. You get Um, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so with that being said, the difference between one, someone who is six, one and six, four was not as jarring as the difference between Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, who are six, nine and seven foot. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck it is, but Mitchell Robinson, seven foot, looked like a fucking giant. Like it was the most menacing shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like Julius Randle is legit only three inches shorter, looked like a whole human being smaller. I don't I don't understand. Like I was watching Mitchell Robinson set a pick on some dude and like damn near crouched all the way down and like still was taller than the other dude. It was fucking weird. Um, he's also like, uh, Mitchell Robinson is not really a big skill player, so he's like, just fucking running and jumping, trying to get every rebound, rolling off after picks and shit. So he's like, it's not like he's playing physical like in the post, mm-hmm. but like he's just down low banging. So he just looks even bigger. Um, but it was incredible to see. Um, R.J. Barrett saw him. Julius Randall. Jalen Brunson. I mean, it was it was a really good time. The Charlotte, uh, I had, Sean was with me. Um, we went uh, and he was like, he was like, the last time I was here, it was the Bobcats, and we walked in. He was like, oh, they renovated the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I, he, I, he was I went, like, it's so much nicer.
1: Oh no, yeah, yeah. I went um a couple years ago. I went. I think it was like right after they changed the name. But it was before COVID. It was a couple years before COVID. And I walked in. I was like, damn, the Hornets actually. This is fucking nice. Like they got like honeycombs and shit <laughs> in the ceiling and yeah. like they got, like, a whole place on one end of the co- of the stadium where you can, like, just hang out and have a beer and just, like, you know, they got, like, little tables and stuff. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know if you guys had, like, and the court's beautiful. And you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's that fucking, what is it? The Shaq meme? He's like, I apologize. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't,
0: I wasn't really familiar with your yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it just he sat and he was like, "They renovated the shit out of this." I was like, oh, "Okay," because <laughs> I've never been, so I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was great. It's uh, super awesome. Definitely want to watch another basketball game. The other thing was, I don't know if it was just this one, bro. This shit went quick, um, yeah. and like not like in a bad way, but like it did not feel like. So, like, my number one fear going to any professional sporting event is that, like, there's TV timeouts. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. just, like, at the stadium while that shit's happening. But, man, that shit was quick. Like, I remember it was, like, halftime. And I was like, holy shit, it's only been, like, an hour. And we're already at halftime. Like, it went so quick. Um, it was just, in, in like I said, not in, like, a bad way. Like, oh, man, was it already over? But, like, it, it, there was none of the like, weird waiting around or, or, like, the pace of play. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't boring to watch ever. Um, the, only, the only negative I had was uh, I, I think the Knicks at this point are looking to move on from um, Cam Reddish and D-Rose. Uh, I think, like, they, they're not big. They don't get minutes on the team really anymore. They're mm-hmm. kind of old. And I think they don't want to play garbage time. So, like, when it got to garbage time, like, no bullshit in the Charlotte's, Charlotte Hornets uh, arena. Like, people were chanting, we want D-Rose. Uh, <laughs> did not get D-Rose. Um, but, either way, it was it was a fun experience. Um, I think there were more Knicks fans than Hornets fans. So, if you're a Hornets fan, you gotta get your shit together. Um, that shit might as well have been a home game. Uh, <laughs> I guess... I guess the the thing about the Knicks is is like I'm trying to think Knicks Lakers uh, Celtics, Celtics maybe yeah Yep. Heat I, I think they're Heat a little bit Heat-ish, yeah uh, definitely oh, more recently than before uh, Warriors yeah, yeah those are more recent but I think those fan bases are gonna have tons of people no matter where you're at right like yep. Yep. like um I think you know if OKC Fucking plays the Knicks, it would not surprise me if there's bigger, Knicks, you know what I mean? There's a yeah. number of Knicks mm-hmm.
1: fans in OKC that you yeah. wouldn't get if
0: Milwaukee came to town.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, when I when I went to see the Lakers game last year, it, that shit was a Lakers home game. But, <laughs> right. Like, everybody was wearing Kobe or LeBron or even Russ. It was easily like 70 30 Lakers or 60 40 Lakers at, at the Hornets, right? But yeah. And I, and I also think it, what, Matt, I think what, what, you know, what, um, impacts that also is the trips like the the lakers don't they visit the the suns like six or seven times throughout the year right but they only visit the 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 hornets once right (laughs) that's like their lone trip out here so you know like it makes sense right if you're a lakers fan you're like this is my chance i'm gonna pay if you're a Hornets fan you're like well they're not very good and you know i could go whenever i want and like bucket right they'll you know, just sell their ticket to a lakers game. yeah
0: yeah I, I think i definitely want to go again um i was trying to think of like what teams i'd want to see come to town and like other than like the super obvious like yeah. to see lebron like i'm trying to think like pelicans? teams coming to town that you'd want to see that would not jack up your ticket price yeah. um i did look for the pelicans but i think they've already played the pelicans twice this year so they're not and they don't play again this year um, um,
1: the Bucks, well, the, Bucks the are- Nuggets, the Nuggets, yeah, yeah, you got MVP, MB- T- Nuggets, see C- Murray, yeah, the Suns, yes. they're um, um, 76ers are
0: good, but I don't know that they have like you might still be able to get a decent price ticket for the 76ers, yeah, um, um, Trailblazers, so those you get are, Dane, the C- yep, They the Celtics was another one, those are probably mm. a little more expensive, but yeah, um. You'd still get to see Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Definitely be a good game to catch. So I don't, I don't know what if I don't know if I'll see another one this year, and if I do, I don't know what game it'll be. But um, it was a great experience. Everything went smooth. Um, the other important thing that I, I forgot to mention is uh, we did go to Cabo Fistaco. Oh, different nice. animals podcast. Cabo Fistaco. <laughs> 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 that shit was awesome. on point. Um, nice. That was a solid recommendation. I don't really like fish. So when you said fish taco, I was like, I'll try it. Because um, I'm I'm open to trying things even if I think I don't like them. Because, like, for example, I don't like fish. But I'm also eating fish at, like, fucking Mayflower and Asheboro. Which is not to say that it's awful. But, like, it's not top tier fish. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm eating some cheap fucking fried fish. Uh, which I'm not crazy about. So I was like... I'll try this, and I got like barbecued mahi mahi tacos. Mm. Shit was on point. Yeah. Um, and then Good. to that same end, I don't really fuck with guacamole that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just it doesn't. I just don't enjoy it. Um, I'm okay with like a slice of avocado on something, but straight up guacamole, not a fan normally. Mm. Got guacamole there. That shit was on point. This shit was incredible. Um, so, cobia fish taco was a banger. Then we went to we walked to the coffee spot from there. That shit was a banger.
1: Nice. Um, See, I hadn't been to that one before because it it used to be in that same area at Davidson Davidson Street, but it was a little bit down the road. Within walking distance, but it it is it was a walk. And I was googling it, and I was like, it was like, don't tell me like a different address. It was like Sixth Avenue or something. Well, it must be giving me the other one. And so then I zoomed in where the other one was, and it was like, um, what's it called? Uh, amelie's the permanently shop. closed and i was like what 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 the hell and so i googled it and they had just moved earlier this year to the location that i sent you the new one which i hadn't even been to but i, I heard it's really nice
0: but first of all it, it, it strikes this weird balance between being like a very cozy looking spot and the building is fucking massive it mm-hmm. is like we walked in and like me and sean were like it's like it's way bigger in here than I thought it was going to be when we first walked in. <laughs> it's huge, um, so obviously they fucking upgraded. I have to imagine, mm. uh, but it is. I mean, it. We. I got like a fucking s'mores latte, and he got like a caramel apple cider. Um, they were both great. So, uh, and it was. It was like a little bit of a walk, not like super close, but I mean. As we mentioned, uh, my distaste for parking in places like that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting in my car if I'm going to have to find parking again when we get to the next spot, so I'll just walk. (laughs) And so we walked there. Um, But yeah, really good. Absolutely solid. Um, Yeah, great experience overall. Definitely would recommend uh, going to an NBA game. Maybe, you know, my experience was better than some people's, you know, better than average. I don't know, but. Definitely uh, definitely worth checking out if you're into basketball at all, for sure. Yeah.
1: And I think even... even and if also, you like... if
0: you're in Charlotte, you have to make a detour to the Cabo Fistaco. Uh They sponsored <laughs> this podcast. My... <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that, that whole area, I love that whole area, the little strip. It's like a bunch of little shops. There's like, um, during the summer... Really Uptown, cool. you like... mean? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no! Well, not well, where the yeah. where the fish taco is. It's it's called uh, North Davidson, and it's like a little bit away from yeah uh, uptown. Those fuckers, um, but it's kind of like a bunch of little. <laughs> I shops just wanted and... to get you to say that <laughs> those fuckers. Who do you think you are? <laughs> um, but then um, we got like shops and beers, and I think one of them has like a light, little live music venue and stuff. It's a nice little area. I I, I do love that area a lot, and they they yeah. added um, a light rail stop. Which takes you right to Uptown for like two bucks. It's pretty cool. So it's it, it's um it's a nice little area, and then Uptown's nice too. Yeah. How was <laughs> parking um, for um it down close to this the arena? Was it like a pain in the ass, or was it? Because I've had so I had all great, right. So I went, it was pretty nice. Yeah. So I,
0: hi, so the first spot we parked in, I was I was like moderately worried because there was a no parking sign, like what would have been like one car ahead of where I parked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope this is not me, but there were a bunch of other cars parked there. And I was like, fuck it. I guess. <laughs> and so I told Sean, I was like, just so you know, we're going to go to this, this fish taco place. But if we come
1: back on my cars, I'm be very upset. I'm not, I'm going to be having a bad fucking time. Um <laughs> it's like the fucking, um, but, anytime I see that, I'm like, well, they can't fucking tow all of us. So fuck it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, so that wasn't too bad. I uh, got a spot that was kind of close there. And then it was awful, uh, The but it wasn't for any reason exactly. Like, it's just the timing was terrible. Which is to say that the parking lot you, like, pointed out to me, mm-hmm. we pulled in right as the last spot was taken Aww. in that lot. And so, no, listen, though. So we pull up, and the guy's like, He's like, hey, you got to move over into the next lot over. Um, this one's full. And we're like, all right. He's like, I'll go ahead and take payment. And so we pay. And I'm like, all right, so do I just, like, which way do I go out? He was like, yeah, you just leave and come back around. And I'm like, preach. Uh, thanks for the fucking info. You just leave. Thanks. And it's it's raining and dark, you know, because mm-hmm. it's fucking winter time and it's raining. So I'm, like, trying to figure out. And I'm, like, pulling through the parking lot, right? hmm Bro, I, I turn left because it's the only way to turn in that lot. And I'm thinking, like, there'll be room to, like, loop around. Wrong, bro. There's not. So I am I have to hit, like, a fucking eight-point turn to get turned around <laughs> at the end of this little fucking dead end. And then, like, slide by some people barely. And then I, I whipped it around in the other lot, and it was fine. It was just like, if I'd have come, like, one minute later, I'd have just went straight to the other lot, and it would have been fine. <laughs> I was like, how do I get out? he's like, yeah, you just fucking leave. You just like, leave. Thanks, oh, okay, thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it okay I'll just go fuck myself <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah anyways uh, that that wasn't that really wasn't too bad all things considered uh, finding parking nice and I'm... it was like 15 bucks which is eh, whatever you know what I mean
1: no yeah um, it's not it, it terrible when I went for the uh, ACC championship I parked in a, in a spot that was really close to the, to the um, football stadium which I was it was 40 bucks and I was like, oh, it's a little steep. But it was really close. And it was really close to the highway. So right when I needed to leave, super fucking easy. Um, yeah. But when I was there, I, w- I was um, overheard this guy saying, oh, no, 40 bucks. Yeah, this is cheap. This lot during a Panthers game is usually 80 bucks. And I was like, oh, Ugh. Jesus Christ. Ugh. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll take it. Fuck it. Yeah. It's like one of those where it's like, well, it's close. It's nice on the highway. There's a bunch of other cars. I know it's a good lot. Like, I know I'm gonna, not going to get my shit stolen. Fuck it.
0: Bro, the fuck it, this, it doesn't really matter, but, like, then we go to leave, right? we mm-hmm. stayed the whole game. Like, so it's, you know, it's a little hectic when you're leaving because you're it, everybody's fucking leaving. Yeah. And, like, I'm supposed to take a left out of this lot, and I look, and I'm like, not happening. So I just, I, like, I have to wait. I take a right. The shit that killed me the most is that we got out of that game... I do not remember what time it was. Maybe 10 by the time we had, like, started to leave. Mm -hmm. Because the game probably ended at, like, 9.30, and then, you know, the walk back to the car, you get situated in the car. So it's probably 10. I fucking turn right. I get through one light. Next light, fucking arms come down, fucking waiting on a train to come through. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, who's the dickhead? Who's the dickhead that schedules this train to come through (laughs) as the game ends? Like yeah. it, this is awful timing. <laughs> so also Charlotte put fucking reflectors in the road, brother. It's fucking oh, dark, yeah. it's wet. I can't see shit where the lanes are. I'm just fucking hoping to god I'm not sitting in the middle of two of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially you're like if it's like a two lane road, right? And then like one of them becomes like um, like a right turn one and you go like you cross the intersection and those intersections they're not smooth. There's like oof, you know, you just go up and down, you just go fuck it, and you go to the right. next one, and you're like, Oh shit, I'm on the other side of the road. Okay, let's just scooch <laughs> Yeah. Yep, uh, exactly. I agree.
0: Yep. Yeah man. Get your shit together.
1: But overall great experience. Nice, um, nice. So, Good. so definitely would go again. Yeah, I, I like I like Charlotte a lot. I I've been I I usually try to go once or twice a year, um, you know, for for some reason. So like I went earlier this year just to, to go visit a friend. And then I went, you know, this past weekend or two weekends ago for the ACC championship. And it's always fun. You know, like I always stop at Cabo Fish Taco. I always get a beer somewhere, maybe get, like you said, some coffee at Amelie's. It's, It's a nice place to just, it's a big city that, that doesn't feel overwhelming. Right. Like you're not like, right. Like, like, I don't know if you guys were the same on the way out, but anytime I'm leaving downtown, like traffic's, traffic's, you know, not great for a little bit but then it, it it's never bad right like i'm never stuck in quote-unquote right. quote, stuck in traffic like something like you know LA or some shit you know right like, yeah it's like
0: tough to n- navigating can be a little bit of a pain in the ass but you're never like slammed in it you know what right. i mean mm-hmm. um which is which is fine um i did just shoot you a picture of the some pictures of the seats i had i don't know if i shot those to you that night oh uh, no, um, no no th-
1: yeah dude that's awesome yeah and you get an idea you know when you when you are um when you are like um, like that close, you oh, hold, on, hold on. Um, when you're that close, um, it sort of changes the size perception to you, like, right? Like, because you're, right. so, you're so used to seeing it from like up high that you know you get down that low, that close, and then you're like, oh, oh, shit like, this is like. No, they're, like, normal size nice humans, but not really. And then you see, like, the court right. it isn't as big as you think. Like, it doesn't look as That's big as That's
0: what my it. dad said. My dad said it's been forever since he's been to a game. But, like, the number one thing he felt like he noticed when he went years ago was that the court, it looks tiny. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. compared to, like, how it looks through TV because of the camera angle plus, like, I'm sure the lens, you know what I mean, like, adds a little bit of space to it so you can Mm -hmm. see everything more clearly. Um, When you're there in person, like, holy shit, like, there's not a lot of room for these dudes to be running around. And it probably, I mean, like, we know he said they're, like, they seem kind of like normal-sized people, but, like, it probably also looks smaller because it's fucking seven-foot dudes packed into that motherfucker, right? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Side to side, everything probably looks a little tighter. When you've it, it's a bunch of dudes who are all six eight six six as opposed to you know you, the dudes that you're that are like five ten right yeah um, mm-hmm. and the speed everything's
1: yeah. like it, you know it's like the difference between like NFL speed and college speed it's like yeah, all these right. dudes are the best of the best so you just see them flying you're like holy shit
0: like Uh, it's weird there was like one at one point um R J Barrett was curling around the key mm-hmm. and before he had even gotten completely like vertical like. You could just tell. I was like, oh, he's dunking. Like, there's no chance anybody's getting in the way. And he's still at, like, the top of the key. Like, there should be plenty of time. But, like, Mm -hmm. just, I guess, like, as you adjusted the game speed, the moment he got around, I was like, oh, it's over. And he did. Fucking went up there, dunked on. Whew. Mitchell Robinson, fucking yam, sandwiched a dude. That shit. (laughs) And he swatted someone's shit, like, straight down, like, old Dwight Howard blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, That shit was impressive. Uh, But, yeah, it, it that's the other thing too. Like big moments are so cool to see live, just because everyone fucking, bah, you know what I mean. Like you see a big alley oop, and it's fucking oh live. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely, definitely want to see another one. We should, we should all, all of us try and try and get out to one, uh, one time. Oh That'd yeah, cool I'm to, I'm,
1: to I'm down. Through. I'm always down for a Charlotte trip, especially if it's like some, you know. Especially even if, if there's not something to do, a but it always, fish taco. <laughs> yeah, even if there's, like, something to do, you know, if there's, like, some sort of game or event or concert or some sort of thing, it makes it, like, the trip worth it, and you go, oh, yeah, we got this, and then, you know, at the end of the night, we got that thing. It'll make it worth it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, what, el- what else you got? Um, that's it. Do you want to go through anything quick?
1: Um, that's it. We can, we can <clears throat> you know, before we wrap up the episode, touch on the Game Awards, like, super quick,
0: and then, you know, yeah. send everybody on their way. Alright, so the the Game Awards happened. Um, I can't remember exactly when they happened, but it's in this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, The big, there were two, it looks like two big games really that received, um, I'm not saying most of the awards, but they definitely received a large chunk of them. Um, Elden Ring is the one that I expected for sure. Um, It was huge. Uh, The thing about Elden Ring, when I knew that, I was like, this is definitely winning Game of the Year, is... Dark Souls games have always been this super fucking niche. Like, they're extremely hard. They're very punishing. Like, your average fucking person who plays a game is not going to have fun with these. Like, you have to be the type of person that's willing to, like, no bullshit, die, like, 50 times in a fight. And, like, learn the patterns and, and strategies and shit like that. And that's just not what a lot of people are playing games for. Um, but... Elden Ring came out, made by the same people. It's a bigger, more open world experience um, than the other ones. And I was seeing that shit on random fucking TikToks. And I was like, all right, this shit's... I, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought this was going to be another niche title for them. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, that shit was for the people. Yeah. Like, everyone loved that shit. Yeah,
1: and they did, <laughs> I was and I like, think there, I... Was a, there was a tweet where I think that the game director or the game creator said, he was like, we just made the same game we've always made, and for some reason this one just stuck right? I think he said something, yeah, something to that. It's literally,
0: it was a running joke. And by joke, I mean like there was friction in my friend group between me, one other person and like the rest of the group. Because the thing was, is that it, Miyazaki, I think is the director's name. Um, So we, all of us in this group love dark souls games, but like the thing was, is Elden Ring was one not called souls, right? Like it, it's like, it's separate thing. Yeah. And there was a large gap between them. It was supposed to be the most expansive. And the thing was, is, and here's where the friction came, is that if you look up Elden Ring, you're going to see, at least in all the promotional shit, you probably won't see it as much now because the game's already out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, all of the promotional shit had fucking um, George R.R. R. Martin's name on it. Because he was helping write the, like, lore mm-hmm. for this. And the thing about Dark Souls has always been, like, it is very um, lore deep. Like, if you go look at all the items. But the story itself is, like, not handed to you at all. Right? Like, you mm-hmm. you have no idea what's going on in that game if you don't take the initiative to try and figure it out. I yeah. guess is what I would say. Yeah, you can um, just coast and so skip like, the
1: little, like, use the descriptor and be like, nope, I'm not giving a shit.
0: We're moving on. Right. You can, and you'll still have fun with the game, because the gameplay's what most people are there for. But you'll have no idea what the fuck is going on, like, lore-wise. But anyways, so George R. R. Martin's name was tied to, like, all of it, and we were like, bro, this shit's gonna have, like, an actual fucking story. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be different. And, like, the trailer comes out, and it looks exactly like fucking Dark Souls look. And then there's, like, a little narrative trailer, and they talk about, like, the Tarnished looking to... fucking like link the light or some shit like that and like in Dark Souls games all of them you are a god what is it called you're a it's not tarnished but it's a word like that um Dark Souls Um, 3 let me see it is I feel like I should be able to find it you're like a fucking banished right like I can't remember the exact word but it's like no bullshit, it's, like, banished. And this one's, like, tarnished. And you're like, I was like, okay. And then it was fucking, the world looked the same. He sits at one of those pillars of light, and in Dark Souls games, you sit at bonfires. I'm like, bro, it's just the same fucking game. Like, what are you, like, it's the exact same shit. And, like, the me and one other dude was like, it's clearly just Dark Souls 4. Like, and then the other thing was, I was like, I was expecting the environment to be different, but the environment is still... While being an open world, it's still just standard fantasy shit. Like, it's... Like, I guess what I'd say is, like, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 are, like, fantasy, kind of. Like, I don't really know how to explain it because that's a very broad term. But, like, Lord of the Rings fantasy-type environment. Right. Bloodborne is, like, gothic, like, Victorian kind of environment. And Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, I think is the name of it. That's, like... Ghost of Tsushima type environment. So even though the games are all pretty similar, like they, once you put a new name on it, I was expecting new aesthetics. Right, right this shit was yeah, exactly yeah. the same. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs>
1: like, and then it like, hit, why are you like, putting hey, all this what type...
0: the type of? Yeah, I was like, you, why'd you put George R R Martin in it? And then the guy was like. The, the friction in the friend group was that one guy in our group was like, well, it just said that he was, like, a consultant. And I was like, shut the fuck up, because if he was just a generic <laughs> consultant, they wouldn't put his name on all the fucking promotional materials. Like, like at that point, you're just telling me they deliberately lied. Like, they, they put this guy's name on everything, so that way you would think it would be different. And then he gave us the same shit he always gives up. <laughs> like, Um, But, yeah... It, It won game of the year, and people went fucking bananas over it, and, like, regular fucking dudes were playing it, and I've never, in my life, been more in awe. Like, I, like I said, I just was like, you said the director was like, we just made the same game we always do. Yeah, and he was like, okay. And me, outside looking in, 100%. You just made Dark Souls 4 and called it Elden Ring,
1: bro. Get the fuck out of here. I wonder if this is how people feel when, you know, like, the people who read, like, Game of Thrones, like, early, early on, right? They read Game of Thrones, they read Real of Time. They read, you know, uh, I'm sure other books that are maybe just as acclaimed or maybe just around the same level of acclaim, like this book, or maybe books that haven't even, haven't even been adapted yet, right? All in the, in their minds at the same level, and then Game of Thrones gets adapted, and it becomes the huge cultural phenomenon that it became, and then they go, but that's the same as the Wheel of Time, like why 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 do people stick to that one? Like you know what I'm saying? Like they were like that one, yeah. They're like, bro,
0: why you guys said you hated fucking fantasy shit, like like none of your mother. Bro, that's another thing. Game of Thrones is a perfect example. The amount of people I saw that were into Game of Thrones that would never fucking think about watching Lord of the Rings. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's the same shit. Like, it's different, obviously, but, like, the the normal turn-off factor of it being, like, dudes with swords and fucking... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, there's people who just aren't into that, but they tuned into. In fucking dragons, bro, dragons. Mm-hmm. But like, I had regular fucking dudes watching Game of Thrones. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you don't watch anything else like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like you tell me you watch Lord of the Rings. Like, you're a fucking nerd. But Game of Thrones, everybody's into it. Like, <laughs> right? It's right. just fucking weird. And that's what happened with this, right? I was like, I can't believe so many people are into this shit. Um, the other game that seems like it had a big night was God of War Ragnarok haven't played it, Um, but it won, you know, it didn't win. It was nominated for best game. It won, like, best narrative, music, audio, uh, acting, performance. I mean, it won its fair share of awards as well. I would say that looks like that, you know, might be considered probably second best game of the year. I know that's not an award they give, but it kind of seems like it. Um, But, yeah, Super, I actually just started that game uh, today. So, should be moving through it soon. I'm definitely excited about that. Nice. I think you said you were waiting till uh...
1: I'm getting it for Christmas, um, right? Christmas, yep.
0: Yep, so, definitely excited for that. The one game that I was surprised to see nominated was Stray, um, which is a game about a stray, where you play a stray cat, Mm -hmm. and it's an indie game, and it was nominated for Game of the Year. Like, I remember people saying that, like, it seemed good, and, like, It got a lot of hype, but, like, I saw it for Game of the Year, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, So, I I might have to check that out at some point. Um, Very, very odd. I I don't know how to explain it, but whenever I see a game like that, where I'm like, I would have never pictured it being that close, it leads me to believe that I need to play it. Like, there's clearly something there um, in terms of, like... It being different.
1: Right. And I'm oh, sure so. I, I feel the same way about like some movies and stuff sometimes where, you know, a movie gets nominated for Best Picture or something. And you go, I mean, but I mean, I guess there must be something there. I remember the, the closest example I have is years ago, there was a movie called um, Lion uh, with Death Patel. And it was nominated for Best Picture back in 2015. Well, it was the year 2015, but the Oscars 2016. And I remember I was like, yeah, I mean, it's about a kid who like, loses his family and then he grows up and he finds them like using a map or something. I was like, I would right. check it out. And I'm ready for best picture. I mean, it must be good. right? right. Cause it's a first time director. So he's not like he has like some pool. Right. Yeah. Floored me. It absolutely. <clears throat> just 100% <laughs> knocked me on my ass. dude. The lights came up at the end and I just sat there like, fuck, that was beautiful. So ever since then, anytime I get a chance to, 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 to get some, you know, that there's a chance for something like this where, you know, there's like a surprise to be like, what? That one? I not You know, that's not a Martin Scorsese movie or no, that's not this or that's not that. I take it hundred percent because I remember, um, you know, the, 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 experience I had with Lion.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> definitely, um, yeah, uh, definitely want to check that out because of that reason. Um, the only other thing I want to touch on extremely briefly, mm-hmm. uh, for the, uh, the game awards is there was a trailer, there were a couple trailers released. Um, there was one for Street Fighter VI. Oh, Fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. looked shit looked amazing. Um, I'm 100% in on that game. Got an actual release date, June 2nd, I believe. Yeah. Um I did say previously on this podcast that I don't pre-order games anymore because I want proof this game's not going to be a half the big piece of garbage and broke that fucking pre-ordered that (laughs) shit the moment it was available. Um, that the fucking, everything I've seen about it looks so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing I want to touch on, uh, was a trailer released, uh, for final fantasy 16, which I've mentioned before, super excited for Mm -hmm. it. I sent you the trailer. Yeah. The trailer looks fucking incredible. Um, the, (laughs) I, I didn't notice it until I was going through these awards. I don't know if you remember me telling you, but, like, Final Fantasy XIV was an MMO. Mm-hmm. It was dog shit. They blew it up. They hired a guy named Yoshi P to fucking put the thing together uh, and redo it. And that's the guy that's doing Final Fantasy 16 as well. To that end, Final Fantasy XIV still, again, won two awards this year for being, like, best ongoing service game, which is basically MMOs and, like, long-standing titles. And then um, best community support. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this motherfucker, bro, this is the truth. He can do it. Like, he's still winning awards for the last one. I'm here for the new one. Um, so, uh, also broke my pre-order standing on that. Um, pre-ordered that one. The thing that was devastating is that there was a collector's edition for a physical copy. Mm-hmm. And that shit came with, like, a steel book, which I think are always fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, came with, like, an art book, uh, came with these, like, metal pendants to match, like, these, bar- like, the summons in that game that are in every Final Fantasy game, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. There was a statue of two of them fighting from, I guess, a scene in the game. I was like, "All oh, this shit looks so tight. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking splurge and get the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. That shit was $350 fucking dollars, bro. (laughs) I could not do it. Yeah, no. I'd be like, oh. I was like, ugh. That's that's almost what I spent on the console, bro. I can't do it. No. I wanted it so bad. And the, the awful thing was is that simultaneously I read that price and immediately knew I would never get it. And two, still looked at it and I was like, it's still kind of worth it, though. Like, I mean, it maybe it's, it's no, not to me because I'm not the person with that much disposable income. But if I were, I would think about it more seriously. <laughs> like, that <laughs> should look incredible. You're um, like, should
1: I? No, I can't. But maybe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, no. It was 350. dollars I had to, had to had to cheap out and get the deluxe edition uh, for a hundred. That still comes with the steel bookcase. So I was like, all right, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, if this turns out to be the like. Best main numbered entry in a long time. I'll feel good about having like a steel bookcase and an art book, um, but it doesn't come with like the statues, the pendants, the map, the fucking the, the extra fucking way over the top shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Either way. Fucking super hyped for both of those. I. I did you have? Oh yeah, there was one more right. There was
1: one more uh announcement. Yeah. That you, you I, put on here. I was excited for the the Forbidden West DLC. Let's say they're going to L.A. and they're doing, you know, some missions. Kind of like they did, um, what was the name of the one for the first one? Like Forbidden Ice or Ice, Fire and Ice or something was... like that? Frozen Winds. Frozen Winds? Yeah. Frozen Winds. Frozen um, Wilds. Frozen Wilds. Right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one was a lot of fun. You know, a nice little expansion. Um, added the Bear Claw ones. So that was a great addition. Um, added some cool mm-hmm. new tools. So I'm excited for similar things. I think, you know, if they were to give me 20 hours... For the DLC. Um, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. I you know, well it depends on how much it is. If it comes with the game, that's awesome. Unlikely. But if, if they don't, then, you know, if it's twenty bucks, I'll that's I'll take that for um, you know, twenty hours of, of extra content in a game that I really, really enjoyed. Um and so yes, mm-hmm. they, they didn't show any gameplay, but they showed, you know, like, I'm halo I have to go discover this thing that's down down south of, of the forbidden west. <laughs> I have to figure this out. And it's like, okay, I mean, you know, whatever, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it. And then I'm guessing that'll be sometime later this year. But yeah, that's what the kind of the, the preview that I saw that I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. And then uh, two other things that just popped in my head
0: mm. Death Stranding 2 was announced. Mm-hmm. Like, Hideo Kojima is mm-hmm. just fucking out here wilding. Scanning everybody. I can't believe that game got a sequel. That game was reviewed so fucking. I want to say poorly. I don't. If it wasn't reviewed poorly, okay, I guess it wasn't. But it was controversial to say the least and as the game came out i feel like the perception of it got worse um i think a lot of people you know when you when you test a game or you're you know playing just a review copy you're probably expecting more to happen eventually mm-hmm. and i feel like i remember people saying that never happened um and that's either way i mean like it looks like steam gave it a nine out of ten i wonder what it got on IGN. IGN review. I mean, I know a lot of people hate IGN for this. Uh, 7 out of 10. Not great. Um, mm. Got a sequel. My man has been mocapping fucking every individual to <laughs> step near his fucking office, bro. My man's been yanking people yeah. off the street, scanning kidnapping them. them, scanning them, fucking sending them back. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that game. I can't believe it got a sequel. Another game I can't believe I got a sequel on a better note is Hades. Um, Hades 2 has been announced. Um, Hades is the roguelike dungeon crawler kind of a game. I remember talking about it on here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's an indie game. I think it literally cost maybe hold on Hades fucking price. See if I can.
1: Didn't it um it won Game of the Year last year, maybe the year before, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think it won Game of the Year.
0: Let's see, Game of the Year nominations it got nominations in the game awards 2020 but i don't think it i think ghost of oh, tsushima 2020 that, that was year? um the
1: last of us 2 yeah
0: okay but it, it it got nine nominations for different awards Dang. um which was the most amount of nominations uh it's an indie game it looks like it's on the switch you can buy it for like 45 or you can buy it for uh i fucking lost it like $25 Oh no, it's like twenty five dollars on the Switch. There's a limited edition that's forty five, oh, so I it's a pretty cheap you. game. There's a second one coming out. I think the first one's incredible. Definitely give it a shot. Um, cheap price, very. It's a great gameplay loop. It's got um, the story is not the point, I guess. Like the story's there. The gameplay loop is clearly like when the game was designed. They're like, this is what we're doing. But the the story that's involved is great. Um, it's very very interesting to, to play through so definitely check that out with the second one on the way I don't think there was a release date for it oh also the other thing I forgot to mention is Final Fantasy 16's release date is June 22nd mm-hmm. or June 23rd so fucking Street Fighter and Final Fantasy 16 landing on the same month fucking my shit up not gonna have time to fully enjoy one before I need to move on to the next one but that's okay uh, I'll figure it out when we get there I'm gonna have to take like a whole month off of work
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> It's going to well, be like the end of yeah. this month where it's like, all right, I got this whole month scheduled out. It's going to be, be exactly <laughs> yeah. two hours of this, three hours of that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, that's the Game Awards. Uh, I guess Elden Ring, check it out. I am clearly just a hater because the thing is I like Dark Souls games. But like I had decided kind of early on that I like was probably just going to sit this one out. And then it started winning all the fucking like started getting all this hype and Game of the Year talk. And, like, in my head, I'm like, "Nah, I'm still not doing it. But <laughs> I'm going to sit here and recommend everyone else go get it. <laughs> like, like, I just made up my mind, and I'm going to just sit here and pout about it. Um, but uh, but everyone else, it sounds like you should definitely go check it out um, for sure. And, uh, again, God of War Ragnarok was, won a lot of awards. Yeah, um, and I'll have thoughts on that was...
1: next year. Or you know, that seems like so far away. Next year, but in, like, literally, like, <laughs> I mean, like, three or four weeks.
0: Yeah, so um, the other thing I will say, just because we brought it up, I, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that, but we are talking about um, Xbox exclusives not making Game Awards. Uh, I don't think they made it this year either. Mm. Um, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnaroks. that's two. Uh, two PlayStation exclusives that made it, and no Xbox games, so e-shit uh but other than that man
1: i think that's the episode for this week did you have anything else you wanted to add for we before we peace out um no that's it just me merry christmas everybody i know by the time you are listening to this it'll be after christmas so maybe even i I don't quite know the schedule but maybe it'll be after new year so you know thank you very much for another full calendar year if you're listening to us and you know we'll be back next year and and i'll be it'll be after my birthday i think by then but next time that you hear us so uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, enjoy the holidays. Um, if stay safe, stay entertained. If you want to catch me, you can catch me at Team Money Bags on Twitter, and I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. By the way, may not be able to find me on Twitter very much longer. My man is not paying rent anymore. Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk has decided he's not going to pay rent. Bro. Uh, that's solid. Fucking Diff animals, <laughs> animals Pod. Diff Animals Pod on Twitter. Also, could be short-lived. Um, you can email us directly, different animals Podcast at gmail.com. Hopefully, Google's not going under anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Well, sorry, two weeks. Next year. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Later.